Hey, this is Brian and Joe from Designer and Designer. Uh, we've been off the air for a while. Uh, like everybody else, we're uh, dealing with the COVID-19 situation. And we were looking to come back to the show by doing an interview with a bunch of different designers and how they're kind of coping with uh, how to design in quarantine. We're still planning on doing that episode. But when we reached out to Becca Markham, who was on a previous episode to talk about what it's like to be a black designer, the protests were going on about police brutality, and she volunteered to talk to us about kind of what she's going through. And so we ended up doing an entire episode just focused on that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really proud of this episode. I, I will say that over the past week, 10 days, I, I think that we share the feelings that that a lot of folks have had at, at turns um, infuriating and and nauseating and enraging, but also, quite frankly, hopeful at times and and glimmers of maybe maybe a better world. Uh, I, I will say that, you know, as a couple of white guys, we we may make mistakes in this episode. We, I'm sure, have made mistakes in the past and and will continue to make mistakes, but we're growing and we're learning. And I think part of the importance of why we felt it was important to put out this episode is is because we want to spread the message that Becca has as far and why, because I think it's important and we would love to utilize our small influence that we have to that end. So without uh, further ado, Becca Markham. Uh, welcome back to Designer and Designer. Uh, obviously, this is a this is a pretty hard week for a lot of folks out there. Um, we are lucky enough to have uh, Becca Markham uh, back to discuss everything and anything under the sun. Uh, Becca, welcome back to Designer and Designer. How are you? Ah, uh, thanks for having me. This has been honestly just a freaking brutal week. Like, yeah. yeah. I I think that's, you know, a lot of people have reached out, like asked, like, how are you? How's everything going? Like, I mm. honestly decided to do a post and just ignore everyone else's like kind of like well wishes almost mm. and say it's like, oh, no, I'm fucking terrible. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> like it's it's not. It's been hard. Yeah. And. Yeah. You know, and I th it's almost been this thing where it's like at the same time, it's like, wait, people who are like, I don't even know that well are reaching out to like, right. how are you? I'm like, you know, and usually the American thing to be like is, oh, I'm great. I'm fine. And there's like an awkwardness <laughs> over just being like very real. So I just had to take the stance to be like, oh, if you're going to ask me how I'm dealing with like very blatant, like, you know, uh, signs of, you know, white supremacy in a, in a, in a culture that's so steeped in this institutionalized racism. I'm going to tell you mm. I'm doing terrible. Mm. Um, mm. you know, it's a it's a daily thing. Today I was better I'm better than yesterday, but mm. Mm. like tomorrow, who who knows? And so it's it's definitely been like I think an hour by hour thing at this point. Yeah, I, I think that one of the, the 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 things that sounds really tough is the is the there is the actual event, which is horrific and terrifying, and then there is the mainstream reaction to it, which is horrific and terrifying. And then there is the kind of like the virtue signaling, which is in its own weird way, virtue, kind of terrifying. It's kind of like, it's kind of ass backwardness. Like, do you want to mm -hmm. talk about what, what that feels like? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to preface part of like, at least my involvement in some of this um, and say that black designers, black folks, this is like, what I'm saying is not, is not for them. Like, you know, go, you know, paint your nails if you need to go like play some animal crossings do what you need to do to feel okay during this time but like for all my white folks or allies or whatever else like this is this is this is for you um and 
I think the first thing I would want just to say right off the bat is that like black friends and coworkers should not have to be teachers in this time. Mm. Like they are the easy targets. Like asking mm. a black friend how to be an ally, and this kind of ties into that virtue that I'm um, signaling, mm. is honestly the laziest and mm. most harmful shit I've ever heard. Mm. Like mm. basically asking that one black person you know um, to be a racism guru um, is essentially perpetuating that black trauma Mm -hmm. uh, that they've experienced it. You're asking them to revisit it um, in order for you to better your own understanding instead of just mm -hmm. picking up a book. Mm -hmm. So like you don't ask uh, sexual assault trauma a uh, victim mm -hmm. to break down their assault and trauma so you can learn from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think just for me personally, I've like this experience of the last like week and a half has been um, like a new thing a new thing that I've been dealing with because I'm not just going through this as a black woman, but I'm also mm. going through this as a leader and organizer for my right. community. Mm. And so like I've put myself out there for it to have these conversations and I have tried to have these conversations in, in hard places, but like, that's not what many people like should be expected to do. Mm. And, you know, yesterday I had, I, you know, I really didn't want to do this, honestly, but I, I made some some time, some space for the Black Designers of Seattle to come together virtually and just like, mm. I was like, whatever you guys need, it's it's here. And so it ended up being like three hours oh, wow. Um, wow. of just people talking, of processing, like there were tears there, you know, there was one person I'm like, oh, we needed that comedic relief, but thank you for that. But, <laughs> um, but honestly, it's like, you know, there are those you can learn. There's plenty of things to learn from. And so I think like something I've been happy about is that there has been more of people kind of like allies saying, hey, I'm going to go like better my education in these ways and not talk to my black friends. But I think at the same time, um, I just yesterday hearing the amount of you know, coworkers going to their black coworkers and asking how they can be an ally. Uh, managers doing the same thing. It's just like it's mm. they they shouldn't be walking walking mm. every time, and that goes mm. a long way to go back to your like virtue signaling, <laughs> where it's like, you know, you're asking someone to like basically what will make me not feel guilty. Mm. What's the right. bare minimum? Right. How do I like, how do I check that box? Yeah, it's like it's like okay, so hey, black friend, what can I do so that I don't feel guilty anymore? Because the the white guilt going on is, is a lot. Like it's it's, right. it's a lot. Like my husband's right. white, uh, and it's always something where it's like you know privilege. It's like you don't ask for that. Like you get right. like you you didn't. It was yes, it was something that was that was stood up so long ago, but it's something that still exists. Mm. And so it's like honestly, at a certain point it's not something to necessarily feel guilty of. It's something to recognize and then take mm -hmm. actions against. Mm -hmm. And so I think with some virtue signaling, like, you know, it, it comes back to, uh, we kind of spoke about this last time, um, different types of allies and mm -hmm. my version of the word ally. Um, and, you know, I was talking about last time, there was like the ally versus like the co-conspirator. Mm -hmm. um, but then like, 
I'm I'm learning in this time and learning new new words. And so something I've been seeing a lot of is you have performative allies and then you have authentic allies. And so performative is that virtue signaling where it's like, hey, I put a black box right. on my Instagram. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like, oh, you're going to put a black box, but the next day you're going to like make a post about how you're like enjoying the weather, going to the beach, hanging out in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know. I think for me, honestly, it's 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 been that it's been those actions, and then seeing the next day that they're you know doing posting all this like lighthearted content, like honestly, that's been one of the most hurtful things mm. because it's that your your black friends who you're saying you love, you care about, you're like right there for, like in a box, you're in a box, but then the next day, really, it's like those, those other things where it's like, I don't care if you're actually like, you know, having yeah. fun, but what you're saying is that my, the pain, me crying between meetings, mm. uh, is so easy for you to ignore. Mm. And it's, you could, you, you're only going to, you know, really be there for me in this super superficial way. And honestly, nothing else really bothers you. It's like, oh yeah, mm. like, a bad thing but it's not really affecting me mm. right mm. right mm. is it like back to my safe white life where like i don't have to experience this like daily trauma mm -hmm. no absolutely mm. i think as designers like yes there is so much power in design there's so much but like honestly on a day-to-day -day basis a lot of us are like especially in seattle seattle a lot of us are just making like I spent four years making ads for you know for everything from like from you know dog pee pads to to like shoes, you know? And sure, they may have been like, I don't know. I think the closest thing I ever got to like race related there was like something for ancestry DNA. Like it's, it's not it's like this is not a platform. Right? And and so it's just, it's a thing where I, even coming off of, you know, this last weekend, and I've been very, like, I've been so grateful to see, like, the protests, not even just stopping over the weekend, but continuing. Mm. Um, yeah. And, but the thing is, is that you have a bunch of designers who are going back into work and they're like, mm. okay, okay. I just, so I just saw a black man be lynched like in like be killed in public mm. you know i was bombarded with these videos all weekend mm. um you know the brutality that's come up just from these protests peaceful mm. protests and the police mm. just coming like on top of that like mm. yes we're we're you know there's the whole racism thing but now there's a whole like overstepping authority right. thing and so you have right. reporters who are being attacked and pepper sprayed and everything else and you know and arrested and so it's like okay like there's all of that and all has to do with race but don't worry i'm going to totally get you those designer visions by end of day <laughs> it's, i don't yeah it's like i don't know how how those two kind of come together like i don't so, I mean, so there is this type of fascistic racism of is, that is, you know, everywhere at this moment. And like, for some reason, it feels like, am I wrong in feeling like this time it's different or something? This time feels, I don't know, it feels different. 
I don't know why. Does it feel different to you? I mean, yes and no. Like yeah. it's like, yes, it has been something where I've seen more social media posts, uh-huh. you know, about it. I've seen like the protests are going on longer than they have before. Mm. Um, but you know, I've I've been in this place of hope before. Mm. And, you know, I've been in this place where I've been super hopeful. And like when what I heard from, you know, a group last night, it's like we're scared of being hopeful because there's just been so much yeah. nothing for right. so long. And right. so it's right. like yeah. there are things that I have tried to identify as being like, hey, I have appreciated this. Yes. Um, like ways that people have reached out that I appreciated, um, you know, things that people have done it's like friends instead of being like oh what can i do it's like mm. uh you know brianna taylor it would have been um it was her birthday today fucking sad and yeah and the thing is is that like it's it's still happening it's something that like the death is not what we're surprised about right like, that's they just did it in public right and, you know and it just right. happened to be in such a way that really kind of like made it so you couldn't question it Mm. even though there's people questioning it but uh you know it it's it's there so like so yes i'm trying i'm trying to find those those areas where you know you can be hopeful where mm. like I, I i feel most hopeful when i see posts about uh you know white allies being like hey i i see my privilege i'm learning about my privilege and here are voices that should be heard and then also like giving someone else the stage instead of mm-hmm. kind of like, like you're saying, like, you know, virtue indicating mm-hmm. uh, and, and being the voice when they should not be the voice in that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What makes you not hopeful? Uh, because this is something that I, racism is, is something that I have seen and experienced and questioned since I was younger than my niece, who's five. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I did a post on Instagram where I was like, don't ask me. Like my birthday was on Saturday, which was also oh, a terrible day to have a birthday. It's it fucking <laughs> terrible. Um, and people were like, you know, have a fantastic week, all that stuff. I was just like, what are you talking about? Mm. Like we're watching protests right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so I did a post where I was like, I am not doing it well. I'm, I'm saddened and frustrated that racism is still something that's questioned. Mm. And I essentially just listed, I was like, you know what, when when i was a very young child i had you know the 90s like you call a call a friend's house hi mr so-and-so this is becca i may speak with so-and-so um friend you know white friends parents saying like when they first met me like oh my gosh i didn't realize you were black you didn't sound black on the phone or things like you know and and i grew up in like the most diverse like California, super diverse. Sacramento was one of the most like diversities in the nation. Elk Grove is like more diversity on top of that. And mm. then in high school, having to, as a freshman in high school, you know, giving my honors English teacher my first like summer project that I'd worked on all summer mm. um, to get a D when Ooh. I got it back because she said that I didn't do it. Ooh. And for me, as a as an incoming freshman, for my first assignment, for the teacher to say that I was not capable of completing it, mm. and then for her to then give me like, my great grandmother went to college as a black woman. My grandmother mm. has a master's. My mother has a ma- my sisters mm. have met like, like, 
I know how to put some words together. <laughs> and but it's like it also just like really goes against this whole like meritocracy myth. Right. Where it's like, no, if if that was true, then like that paper wouldn't have too been too good for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I and I poured so many hours in on that. And then like Sure, that was a, a sucky situation, but then it was like a quarter system. So I had this one, that same teacher for the first and third quarter, um, and got straight C's. First C mm. I'd ever like, first <laughs> I'd ever gotten. Um, and I had a different teacher for that English teacher for the other quarters, and I got a straight four in those classes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about this is this is high school, mm. so those grades determine mm. where I can go to college. Mm. And so, yeah, it was just one racist, you know, teacher in in uh, in in high school. But then, what does that actually have to say when I'm actually trying to get into a good school to get a good job to you know to make that change? And then this is also something coming from it was like some Greek and Roman mythology, you know, uh, summer work that I did. I was like a major Greek Roman mythology like nerd. And so <laughs> it's like let's geek out sometimes because me yeah. too. <laughs> no, it's like my mom had taught us to read and then she let us go for years and was like, do whatever you want. And so like oh, as like a six-year-old, I was just reading like encyclopedias about oh, Greek yeah. Roman mythology. <laughs> and so then getting to yeah, then getting to high school, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what the topic is. I was so excited. Uh-huh. I did so way too much work than I should have done. And so for someone with I uh, because I also have to recognize the privilege that I have as a light-skinned mm. like black woman from a very privileged family. Like mm. my mom's side of the family is like they were very heavy in like the civil rights movement. Like it's wow. They mm. were a lot. And so it's like coming from a massive family like that to then have to still deal with someone saying that I am I am incapable of doing the work that I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's immaterial. Like, right. How, like how much, you know, and then even, even, even um, other students around me, like my, one of my friends was, she'd read my paper and then read hers. And she'd be like, there's no reason why your grade's lower. Like your grade should right. not be lower. Yeah. Right. And so it's, yeah, there's just, there's so much of it. And so mm. I guess that is what the parts that make me less, hopeful i think like honestly the wannabe woke people are sometimes the scariest too because Mm -hmm. they they come from the mindset like okay like i'm such an ally i am totally not racist and so they they just excuse their behavior and they do not address their own biases Mm -hmm. and so like some of the most traumatic things i've experienced that we talked about in the last episode like while being in corporate america tech america everything else has been from these quote woke white people yeah i mean how do you i mean i feel like we talked about this last time but it just it feels different now what do you how are you processing all of this? I mean, it just feels, it feels fucking impossible. I mean, it feels like, I, I, I don't even know. I mean, I don't either. <laughs> like part <laughs> of it has been me sitting, like having just to detach, uh, sitting in like the dark of my room with a margarita and like, <laughs> listening to some really shitty sci-fi audiobook. Like yeah. it, it's at this point for me and like a lot of people in my community, it's just like, we're in survival mode. Totally. Like there's people who are like, 
you know, they're, they're trying to wake up. Like I was barely getting out of bed over the Mm. weekend. Like it was Mm. just randomly crying. Like it, Mm. it's something that is just constant and I'm not a crier. Like I'm Mm. definitely not a crier. (laughs) And it's, it's just something that is all consuming because Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that like black, like it's, it's something that like black people can relate to. And so it's kind of like seeing that, but then also being bombarded with all these images and just having to revisit the trauma that not only we've seen, right, uh, mm-hmm. I, but then also what we've experienced is, is a lot. Like for me, I, I try to get through the first, you know, few days of work, but then on Wednesday had like, I was declining every meeting this yeah. week. Yeah. I just like, I just could not do that. I was doing like the bare minimum of yeah. what had to get out. Um, and on Wednesday, I was like, you know what? Wednesday was like a little bit of a higher moment. Like I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm processing. So I was like debating whether to cancel one call. I was like, oh, it'll be quick. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the person on the call is just one other person. Like she did mm-hmm. not expect me to be fine. We mm-hmm. is a good productive meeting. It was like mm-hmm. only 15 minutes and I mm-hmm. got off it immediately mm-hmm. after I hit that, that end call. I just started crying mm-hmm. because the amount of professionalism that black people are feeling they need to put on. Yes. In in amidst all of this just chaos and trauma that's happening, um, was just like it just hurt, and it it was a thing where it's like I I had to I had to turn that on. It's like code switching, except for like trauma switching. It's like I'm going to pretend like I'm okay, that I'm all right, get through this, and you know, and at the end of it, it's it's still there, and. Even having to like, you know, kind of in our minds, like escape it or pretend like we're okay. Uh, like, honestly, it was just after that call on Wednesday, it was a, again, great call. It was totally fine. But <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I just, just started crying. That was like, mm. I was like, oh, well, that was my, my Wednesday cry. So I, I, I will say like, after the call, I mess it. My right now, right now, my acting manager is a white dude. Mm. Um, and Right after the call, I messaged him. I was like, I can't. I was like, next two days, yeah. I can't. And so mm-hmm. for me, coping was also like plugging, pulling the plug on even having to like make, you know, pretend to show up to work. Mm-hmm. Um, where just talking with people, designers yesterday, a lot of them are like having to deal with d- deadlines and all this other stuff or like ask, you know, everything else. And I'm like, I was like, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like some things that, because like, yes, this is great for me, but I also want to like, I think the best way for folks to show up is like, I had to give, um, was in ways that my white male manager did. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, last week, even on Thursday, um, I was like, you know what, I, I need to take Friday off because already I just cannot be in the space. Like last week yeah. I was having a hard time working and that was even before the protest started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was like, so I, I like in being being like in my head in that moment, I fully I fully missed our one on one. I was like, ah, crap, I totally missed that. <laughs> and like he was busy all day, but he was like, I don't I don't care about like the check ins and deadlines. Like just like how are you doing and what do you mm-hmm. need? Like take the time mm-hmm. that you want. It's like I'm happy you're taking Friday off. Uh, and then on Monday he did like a Slack message for. Uh, 
for like the whole team and like not only just our our smaller team but then also like the bigger like design um design team and it was just like hey what's going on is like he's like i'm enraged i this is like terrible uh you know for my you know black and brown like for these employees let me know what i can do i'm encouraging you like take the time that you need do this if you need to uh you know change deliverables like just let let me know how what i can do but then it's like offering support is is great but then he said he was like i'm a white guy in a place of privilege and power. Mm. And so we should also not be expecting for our black and brown folk to be educating ourselves. It's like, instead mm. he's like, here's a resource, mm. all my allies for mm -hmm. you to then go educate yourself on, on, um, on what is ha like, what is happening, what privileges, what mm -hmm. has, what institutionalized racism is like, here is something for you to go learn. Mm. Cause honestly, like I, have like there's there's always stages people go through as far as like you know how much they're teaching but it's like mm -hmm. for me i am not going to have a, a a big conversation with like a friend who reaches out unless they've actually done the work and yeah read a book and done something yeah. else because they're if they if they don't they're saying that dredging up my trauma is less important than the 30 minutes to an hour that it would take them to do some research right? Mm -hmm. and, right. and, and do it, talk about it. Still looking for the cliff notes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, it's like, you know, I absolutely am not a, uh, an expert on institutionalized racism. Like I can talk about yeah. my experiences, what I've, what I've heard, but there are so many people who have uh, like, who have studied it, made it their life's work in order mm. to cut these uh, these materials out. Like mm. I, I think JSTOR, the university library thing, mm. um, created a whole syllabus of institutional, mm. institutionalized racism that I just I posted a few days ago um, on social media. And it's like you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. So I think it's also like not expecting, you know, in the same way for Black people to be the spokesperson of of all this like right. Black is like also not expecting them to know all the dates as well. So, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and just for our listeners, we'll post uh, a bunch of these resources in the show notes. Um, there's some, some really awesome resources out there. Definitely read up. I've been happy that there's been a lot that have been shared. Like I shared the JSTOR example um, mm -hmm. and then that just got shared out many, many more times. And okay. so, uh, and then people, I started seeing people actually say, Hey, I just read this art, this part of the article for this like university scholarly paper. And then they started having discussions. Mm -hmm. uh, and so kind of like I said before, I think with all of this, it's how do you have these conversations in your circle of influence? And then mm -hmm. how do you drive change and also support in your circles of influence? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe shared out this great interview uh, with Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, on the Ezra Klein show. And mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it was just, it was so amazing. I mean, he's just, that guy's brilliant, but like just the way he kind of talked about just systemic racism and 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 just how prevalent it is in, in our culture and how much um you know we as a society have just kind of adopted it and how the the state has institutionalized it and how like with the police right now just being kind of a uh you know they're the, the militaristic arm 
of this systemic racism. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, uh, and just the way he was describing it, it just, it, 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 it's so helpful to hear your stories and his stories of, of just what that experience is, is like. It just, I mean, I, I apologize you have to do it. But it does. It is really beneficial to just to hear that because then I think we can come to it with um, uh, that that those articles and resources don't always provide. And I hate that that's on you, <laughs> but it well, is it is I, fantastic to hear. So yeah, as someone who like especially the last year and a half, I have made that like I talk about race like a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and i mean like it's it's because like i'm you know i'm black and a designer and the, yeah. it's, it's a thing but like there's some more foundation as far as like you know going to school for part of that but yeah. uh it, you know that amounts to a few classes like 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but um but i mean definitely even in me wanting to do that you know do this podcast mm -hmm. uh and so again thanks for thanks for lending this platform um mm. is because even for me being able to put this all in a podcast format <laughs> so people like freaking keep on blowing up i'm like i'm not going to talk to you go listen yeah. go do some work go listen right. to it and also uh just talking with like the group um the black designers group yesterday i was just like what like you're being expected to educate people and you've not signed up for this i in some yeah. way have signed up for this yeah. so it's like how can i then also help them to tell these like hard stories or like you know this stuff to their managers to their 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 coworkers, without them having to to be the guru. It's like, I think there's also needs to be some distancing between that. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, um, I think there are fantastic resources like, you know, uh, the books. So you want to talk about race mm -hmm. um, and, you know, books like white fragility and stuff like that, where it's like, just go read that. <laughs> even, even if you only read the cliff notes, like yeah. that will probably be better <laughs> than, than not. Well, I saw that even Ijoma, who who, who mm -hmm. wrote "So You Want to Talk About Race," you know, she expressed a lot of the same feelings you you've expressed to us too. It's just like I am going through this like myself right now, and I can't I can't do that for for everyone. Yeah, at, at that point, if someone who has been a major person was saying like, "Do not come to me for this," it's it's definitely a thing, and I, and I think. I guess if I if I was going to leave, like my plea for for this is is be very cognizant of how people are approaching this with with the black black friends and family that they care about. Mm -hmm. um, that they're coming at it not from a oh I'm, like I'm just like sorry for this, but it's like no, it's like I'm enraged and I like you know I as a authentic ally, I'm taking these steps and I'm also you know part of that being having these conversations not with black people like black people don't mm -hmm. need to learn anymore about race <laughs> yeah. and racism yeah. it's like having these discussions with uh with like friends and family who mm. might not recognize it like I've, I've heard time and time again that the term white privilege is so triggering for you know white people yeah. um mm. it's like oh you're saying I have privilege it it's you know and i i've you know haven't earned what i've gotten it's like it's not saying it's not necessarily saying that it's it's saying that your skin color isn't going to be the, the reason why you're failing at something it's like right. you're not getting um if you walk into a hair salon um they're going to know how to do your hair mm -hmm. um if you know if you do speak 
you are not speaking as a spokesperson of your race. Like mm -hmm. there are, there's so many things that kind of come with that. And so I think just like, it, it's conversations that at a certain point I cannot have. And so it's really up to those authentic allies, those co-conspirators to have those conversations and then to also educate themselves mm -hmm. um, to have those, to have those talks. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry to say, I, I forget where I read it somewhere on social media, but somewhere on social media, I read that essentially racism is basically just symptomatic, right? That this is a problem that us white people have to talk to other white people about because that is where we have purchase, right? Mm -hmm. We need to do, we need to clean up our own fucking house before we start telling other people how to th think about things. And like, that is a huge thing. And, and like Becca says, that is something that Sometimes those awkward, uh, those conversations are awkward and like fucking deal. Mm. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, well, Becca Markham, uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time uh, to in fact educate us and educate us. <laughs> I, I appreciate that you, you, you took one for the team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, it's, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, you know, at, the very least, you guys were great rant buddies in February. <laughs> Can we use that as like a as like a as a, as a tagline? Yeah, 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 uh, yep. I, um, I and I'm just I'm I wish we could like give you a big hug right now too. Just, yeah, it looks like you need it. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. No, I've been. I have one of those. Uh, what's it called? Um. Like the blankets, I like that are heavy. I'm just it's, like, oh, the way you the blankets. I'm like, oh, it was like a snuggie. Look, no. Oh god, not that way. Please, please take care of yourself. We're yeah. thinking about you. Have a margarita um, on us, and have a margarita on us. That's right. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much to Becca Markham for um, sharing her thoughts and views and everything that she's going through right now. Uh, we are going to put a ton of different resources on how to talk about race and everything that's going on right now in the show notes. Uh, yeah, and as always, you can always email us um, at designer at designer.fm. Thank you for listening and Black Lives Matter.